that's where I'm having to change my image of perseverance and not look at hardship and suffering as something to be quickly overcome by my own strength. Mm. It's not something to be conquered when we try to tackle things on our own and have the Ike version of perseverance where it's just the John Wayne experience. Yeah. We rob ourselves of being supported. Mm. We rob ourselves of the experience of crying out to God, lamenting. And that's when you need your support team. That's when you need to actually persevere the correct way. Welcome to the Really Real Podcast, where our lawyers are now informing us that we are legally obligated to clarify that no, Kara is not an international fugitive operating under a false identity. Here's Anson, Kara, and Isaac. Welcome back to the Really Real Podcast. It's a show where three friends sit down for a drink and some refreshingly honest conversation about real life. Quickly, let's go over what we're going to be talking about on the show today. Isaac will be up first with The World is Lava. And in this case, the lava was a dog? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Specifically not kidnapping the dog. Uh, Isaac didn't kidnap a dog. Good job. Which is a good thing. We're all very proud of him. On Amateur Hour, Kara is taking a test. When was the last time you had to take a test, oh, Kara? You haven't been in school for a while. No, it's Coronavirus doesn't count. No. Yeah. Yeah. I can't even remember. That's a good question, but they're stressful. How did it feel remember. going back to taking one? Well, I didn't study too hard, so it wasn't... <laughs> did that make it better or worse? Both. Maybe. <laughs> it's funny how that works, right? You're like, yeah. it was nice that I didn't have to study. But yeah. also... But also that... <laughs> To me, there was yeah. nothing worse in an academic context than going into a test where yeah. I knew that oh, yeah. I was in trouble. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I have nightmares sure. about that. Although but... I guess maybe with this test, there's a little less pressure on the there results. There was. There was. That's true. <laughs> so that's probably a good thing. In time travel, I'm taking us back to a very early Facebook post of mine that references, quote, the single males directory. Oh, my oh goodness. My gosh, which apparently I was an organizer for. That's... Something I totally forgot about. <laughs> I went back and uh, revisited that memory this week. That's amazing. So I'll explain what I was doing with the single males directory about 15 years ago. (laughs) And then we're talking about our word of the week. And this episode's word of the week is perseverance. Mm-hmm. The first thing I learned about perseverance is that it's spelled P-E-R-S-E-V and there's not an extra R, yes. right? like perseverance, Persevere. which for whatever reason I thought there was. <laughs> um, but going a little bit deeper than that, there are a few other things I think I've learned about perseverance this week yeah. as well. One of the key things being that it's really not as glamorous of a word no. as perhaps I thought it was. Yep. That was one of my first instincts to this word was like, when I think about perseverance, I think about the Nike commercial, yeah. yes. you know, with like the athletes doing their thing and sweating Gatorade and yeah. <laughs> they make perseverance look so sexy. Right. Yeah. Whenever or- I've been in that situation, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it doesn't look nearly as good. When I'm in those situations, people ask me, are you OK? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Are you about to like pass out? Are, are you yeah. all right? Yeah. What's yeah. wrong? Yeah. <laughs> Not going to be in any Nike commercials anytime no. soon. So we're going to talk about real life perseverance on the show today. Maybe we need to shoot like a real I was, life I was perseverance just commercial. I was laughing for yeah. like this do episode. It. We need to have the three of us do like a photo shoot. The shorts and headband just collapsed on the ground. Right, what just perseverance really looks and like. Isaac's like chest heaving as yes. they lay collapsed on the ground. Yes. How red can Kara's face yeah. be? Just, we're doing this. We're doing it. Yeah, uh, we're going to do uh, it. Uh, there's nothing left to do. 
All right. So we're going to talk about perseverance coming up a little bit later in the show. But first, what is everybody drinking today? Let's start with you, Kara. What are you drinking? I am drinking raspberry rooibos tea. That's how it's pronounced. Okay. That is how. Rooibos? Rooibos. What is a rooibos? It's amazing. I have no idea what that is. Well, now that you asked me that, I don't know what an actual <laughs> rooibos is, but it's a, it's a kind of tea. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But this particular kind of tea is magical. It tastes good, but it also has no caffeine and it helps with alleviating stress and anxiety. Some people say there's some studies that prove that. And so I have a friend who drinks a lot of tea and she and I share an anxiety struggle. And so she's told me about this tea that she loves to drink and I love it. The raspberry one especially is hey, like, it awesome. tastes like a dessert, but has little calories and no caffeine. And so like when I've had my coffee or whatever, and I want to calm down instead of becoming extra jittery. Oh, it's your balance. <laughs> it's yeah. a good balancer outer. Resident coffee, coffee slash maybe tea expert. I don't even know if you... Brink drinks a lot of tea. Do you know Brink anything drinks. about rooibos? Do you know what that is? So or you also don't know. Rooibos, meaning red bush, is a broom-like <laughs> member of the plant family Fabkiki. <laughs> that gross. <laughs> that was a really Africa. nice attempt to roll this off as like Barista Isaac knows things. Definitely not reading off of Wikipedia. I was gonna say right I'm pretty sure even if I didn't just watch you pull it up on your computer. That was yeah. awesome. Yeah. The uh the whatever word you just tried to say there probably was a giveaway. You have no idea what you're talking MJ about. On it, like I <laughs> pitched it upwards. That yeah. helped. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All three of us will look up what, what Roy Boss actually, actually is. is later in the show. Yeah. yeah, but it's good. Isaac, what are you drinking today? <laughs> and, and do you know what it is? You can't stop. <laughs> I'm drinking Pamplemousse Lacroix, also known as Grapefruit Lacroix. Ah, and oh. you do know that off the top of your yes, head. Yes, yes. My sweet sweet wife bought a. I want to call it a palette, and we're. <laughs> We're like in shipping quantities of LaCroix at my house right now. So that's what's been in my office fridge. And since I'm working from home mostly, that's kind of what I rotate through daily. It's just Pamplemousse LaCroix. And Pamplemousse is like the cult favorite yeah. LaCroix flavor, oh, for sure. is it not? Yeah, it is. It's the King LaCroix flavor. Is it because it's actually good or because it's Pamplemousse? <laughs> people and get people to say get to say Pamplemousse. Yeah, I would like say if it was if it was called Grapefruit LaCroix, would right. it be yeah. the most popular flavor? Oh, no, definitely. Yeah, the okay. fact that they went extra and called it Pamplemousse and they even put the little <laughs> somewhere on the label. There's a the little accent mark. <laughs> right. above yes. it, so you just get to say Pamplemousse. Pamplemousse. I am drinking also a seltzer Bella V. I, I don't know if that's how you say it, but it's basically the Aldi knockoff version yeah. of LaCroix. Sure. My wife has been trying to get back into seltzers and they have one that's like a cherry lime seltzer. Yes. Ah, right. And so I tried that one because I'm a big fan of cherry lime. Yeah. And it was okay. <laughs> oh, no, no. It, it's all right. Yeah. I'm trying so hard to like these guys. I, know, right? I want to like them so much. It's so hard. Because I know soda's bad for me. Yeah. <laughs> I know I shouldn't be drinking it that often. A zero calorie drink that's basically uh, water yeah. is highly attractive. Right. And yet every time I drink it, I go like, oh. yeah. I, have you guys tried polar yet? Have you had oh, polar no, seltzer? I haven't yet. had one yet. That's, no. You need to get polar seltzer. Okay. It's, it's kind of the seltzer for people who don't drink seltzer. Yeah. There you go. I okay. guess I should try it. I've read several reviews of this one where people are like, this is a more bold flavor. So it okay. stands out a bit more. So <laughs> yeah. people who don't like it as much are going to like this more. And it's true. It does stand out a little bit more. <laughs> and yet it's still, still not, not enough. <laughs> still not enough for me. So that's fair. What's on repeat this week, Kara? Not Afraid by Roy Tosh. Cause I'm not afraid to admit that I'm scared. 
is a brand new ad for us in our Fresh Finds list. Mm -hmm. And it fits in the category that Isaac has been talking a lot about lately, which is the kind of upbeat, hey, things are not okay, but we're going to be okay. <laughs> right, you right. Know, he sang it much better in the last couple of episodes. But <laughs> We'll just stick that back in there again. <laughs> Nothing yeah, just, but us imitating these songs from right. now on. Yeah, I'll throw that in there. It's so good, though. And it talks a lot about anxiety, which, as I mentioned, drinking the tea to help with that. So mm -hmm. pairing the music with that this week, it's basically like, I'm not afraid to admit that I'm scared. I think it fits with this week's topic too. Like when I get to the place where I'm helpless, I know that you're where my help is. Mm -hmm. So that's a great song. I am listening this week to Fight For Me by Gavi and Lecrae. So this is a little bit of a throwback for us. This has been on rotation for a while. As I'm hosting the Midday Show, it always comes on. And that's one of those songs that if it's near when I've had a break, I actually kind of let that ride out and I mm, listen to it mm -hmm. because it's just such a good song. And mm. I've been resonating heavily with the lyrics lately of, I can't do this. I'm going to need your help fully, God. Like you have to take this fight for me. Mm. And also what I really like about this song is that in a lot of hip hop, I guess like Latin hip hop songs, there's like kind of these hype sections of it where uh -huh. it's like, fight for me. Yeah. Yeah, and this like, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. I catch myself like singing along to like the hey, yeah. <laughs> It'll be I need you to fight for me, fight for me. <laughs> you could totally be one of the hype guys oh, in a band, yes. like, could just be. on the side of the stage going hey, like, hey. Come on. <laughs> yeah. That's that's been the attraction to me that's for this amazing. song. That is a really good song. It was one of our biggest songs of last year on yeah. Real FM. Oh, yeah. Stayed at number one for forever. Yeah. It's a great song, and it's going to be around for a while for sure. My on repeat this week is. A new song as well. It's Unbothered by Tori Kelly. And this one is interesting because it's actually kind of on the opposite side of the fence from a lot of the ones that we've been keying in on lately. Yeah. Like the Not Afraid by Roy Tosh or some of these other songs mm -hmm. that basically are like, yeah, things are not great right I'm now. I'm so bothered. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and, and that's okay. Like there's yes. good in both of those approaches. But I think the thing that I realized about it as I was listening to it this week is you don't actually have to be in this place where you say literally nothing is wrong and I'm perfectly yeah. fine <laughs> to enjoy this song. Mm, like, yeah. I think sometimes we get tempted into thinking like I'm listening to this worship song that says like, God is great. And I'm going to trust him in everything. And my trust will never waver. Mm -hmm. And we go like, well, that's not actually how I feel though. Yeah. Right. Mm. My trust will waver. Right. So I'm not sure I can fully buy into this song mm. or Tori Kelly singing about how she's unbothered and feeling brand new and everything is great and coming up roses. Mm. If you go, well, I don't actually feel that way so i can't relate to the song mm. no sometimes i need hmm. the unbothered song when i feel bothered yeah like That's true. I need someone to like speak this into existence for <laughs> yeah. me a little yeah, bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. And reminding us that it is possible to feel that way. That's yeah. true. Maybe not for forever. Yeah. Obviously, like I'm not going to be unbothered for the rest of my life. Yeah. But I can have these moments where I wake up in the morning and mm. life hits me a little bit different this morning, and yeah. I'm actually feeling pretty good, and the birds are singing, and things are yes. things are happy right now. Yeah. And it's okay to be in that place too, right? That's true. That's and so good. Every yeah. once in a while, I do get a glimmer of that. Yeah. And when you have it, it's mm -hmm. worth appreciating. And and kind of holding on to for however long it lasts. Yeah. All right. It's time for a word from our sponsors. And as you guys and everyone who is listening has probably figured out by now, we are pretty desperate for sponsor dollars here pretty on the much. show. We're not uh, exactly the biggest podcast on the block. Yeah. So. My Tesla payment has been late for the last six months. Uh. Exactly. We've kind of got to take what we can get. And uh, yeah. if that wasn't clear before, well, it's going to be pretty obvious now. So yeah. oh boy. this week's episode of the Really Real Podcast is sponsored by Josh and Logan, who are two 
two middle school boys from Springdale. Oh, God. <laughs> and apparently they scraped up enough money together doing chores for Josh's mom <laughs> that they were able to afford to buy the sponsorship. Oh, my God. And the rules are, guys, that like if you're going to accept sponsorships, you kind of got to be an equal opportunist. Sure. You got to uh-huh. give everyone their fair shot. Yeah. So yeah. I'm just going to read the scripts that they sent in. <laughs> their, their money spends just like everyone else. Exactly. And, okay. uh, and get it over with. Okay. So ha 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 ha. Josh is the best. <laughs> and Logan is also the best. Chris is not the best. He's the worst. Lol. Also, Chris loves Olivia. Say that in like a singing voice that makes fun of Chris. Chris um, loves Olivia. There we go. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for helping me out there. Cool. Uh, Josh is definitely the coolest guy to ever walk the earth. Uh, no, but Logan is actually the coolest guy to ever oh, walk oh. the universe. The universe is bigger than the earth. So that makes Logan actually the best. That's true. Uh, but that's... Josh is still even cooler than that. Well, shout out to Madison, who is also very cool. Oh. Nice. Ha Josh loves Madison. Oh. No, he doesn't. He just thinks Madison is cool. That's all I said. <laughs> Josh loves Madison. Josh loves Madison. No, he doesn't. Shut up, Logan. Everyone knows you're in love with Alexis. <laughs> Alexis nice. is just my friend. You promised you wouldn't put that on there, Josh. Oh. I was just Josh. kidding. Yeah, whatever. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> Uh, thank you, Josh and Logan. Thanks. You did say that Josh loved Madison a lot, <laughs> yeah, and that's, that makes it true. Yeah. So, yeah. Thank you, Josh and Logan, for sponsoring this episode of yeah. The Really Real Podcast. Get ready. The world is lava. So hot right now. Now it is time for The World is Lava. Guys, it is scary out there, and sometimes it melts our shoes. This week, I think I'm definitely on the getting a little toe in there side of things. It was a close call. Uh, It was a close call. I almost (laughs) fell into my sin. Um, So this all started with a camping trip 15 minutes away from my house in Gulkard, Oklahoma. Nice. Uh, We're at this campsite, which was way too crowded for what I imagined camping would be, but it's Mm. fine. Um, (laughs) So we were at this campsite and had a great time. It was kind of one of those, let's take our Saturday we have a little two-person pop-up tent nice. that you just kind of like fling it and it gets out. And you can, <laughs> I, I was like, what's, what's the reverse up. of collapse? So we went to this campground and we had a blast. The morning that we woke up and we were cooking breakfast, this Australian shepherd... <gasps> tiny little dude was roaming the campground he had like garbage juice all over his face and was really really dirty but he decided that i was his best friend like my other dog was with us Uh suds was with us and suds was getting along just fine because suds was fat and happy and she's eating a little hot dog and she's fine (laughs) but this aussie shepherd just kept roaming around the campground always coming back to us so i'm looking at brie and she's already like getting the massive puppy dog eyes from me it's like I love how this is like opposite of yeah. a lot of people. Oh, like, for sure. Yeah. A lot of times you would think the roles would be reversed. Yes, but in this but situation, it's, no, yeah. it's Isaac. I, I is had the decided. One. No, we That's were packing amazing. up and I had already put the dog in our car. <laughs> Trash juice and all. Yeah, trash juice and all. This, this that mind? didn't dissuade you. <laughs> Brie goes, all right, let's get stuff packed up. Where'd that Aussie go? And like it's in the car looking up. <laughs> so we brought him home. I gave him a oh. bath. You actually oh. brought him home? No, we really did bring him I home. I didn't expect yeah. that. No, no I did not either. Oh. Plot twist. Wow. I'm going to show you guys a photo of this guy. Were, did you check? Like, were the wow. people? That, so like, there wasn't another here's, camper? Here's like, the lost their yes, dog? we walked around the campsite. Okay. We oh, asked okay. people. We even talked to one of the park rangers there and we said like, hey, 
this dog is running around and the park ranger literally goes keep him <laughs> so, so i was like i've been told by an officer he of the law me. this is my dog it's fine i believe it's the so, law so Bree. Yeah. This, this is the boy after i washed him oh man oh, cute little pupper i tentatively named him cowboy oh. um and we that's, were gonna that's keep not him. a good you'd no, never named them, them i had already established all these fun adventures we were gonna go on oh. um Bree. <laughs> Pause. Villain in the story. <laughs> no. <laughs> not entirely. He did not say that. In her quest of doing the right thing. Oh. Had made a post on Siloam Springs, Lost Animal, whatever, whatever, whatever. Right. Nothing happened. Yes. No one claimed this dog. Me and Cowboy set. We're fine. <laughs> went to Walmart, got him a cheap little orange collar. It was awesome. Oh. Um, at wow. Like, you went. Uh, yeah, this is way farther than I thought. No, I was no, thinking no, like, no. I saw a cute dog no, I was and fully, maybe I wanted to keep no, it. No, I was you keeping this dog. You brought it home and bought it a this, collar I was, and named it. This was going to be my dog. This is why the toe was singed this <laughs> yeah, week this in the, the lava. I'm thinking like a foot. A whole foot. So here was the discussion <laughs> a lower leg <laughs> the owners of cowboy who i have decided are horrible people at this point uh-huh. oh, like no. I, I was already like oh i bet they didn't treat you right right like, they're in my quest people, in my yeah, quest to, to further justify, justify yeah. i was like oh they're monsters yeah so this very kind couple oh messages brie on facebook and they're like hey this is literally our talk <laughs> they oh. like sent photos to prove it and stuff oh. and in this moment i'm in the backyard playing with cowboy as she tells me this, and I'm like, is it too late to delete your Facebook? <laughs> I say this. Is it too late to move to another state? Um, like running away with cowboys. Right. Like crossing I, state lines. That's right. After a discussion with Bree. And after oh. Bree being like, you literally cannot kidnap a dog. No. Um, I met Cowboys owners. Turns out his actual name is Outlaw. So I was wow. kind of close. Oh, that's, that's impressive. I, I read the aura of this animal Outlaw's very well. Outlaw a good name too. Yeah. Good job, Isaac. I returned Cowboy Outlaw to his owners, (laughs) but I didn't kidnap him. (laughs) And now your heart is broken. It's not necessarily broken, but I definitely did have a super hard Monday morning because I was like, I was taking Cowboy to the vet today. (laughs) I had already decided. Oh, I'm so sad for you. That wouldn't be so hard. So there's two things I'm going to leave you with as the (laughs) listeners to this story. One, don't kidnap animals. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Two, if you're going to... (laughs) Don't post about it on Facebook, on social media, because people will find it. Okay, oh. is, there, is there a trip to the animal shelter in your near future? Like, do you have to fill this hole in this your heart void. now? I am not going to say yes or no on the pod. I'm just going to come home with an animal one day and yes. he's going to have to kind of deal with it. There you go. There's still a cowboy out there <laughs> there's somewhere. Still cowboy there's still a cowboy that's going to happen in my life. There's a cowboy for waiting yeah. for Isaac somewhere. Oh, yeah. But did I not can have a dog. That's the point here. <laughs> Good job. Did not keep the dog <laughs> proud of you isaac <laughs> amateur hour A- amateur amateur hour yeah amateur hour <laughs> now it is time for amateur hour this is the part of the show where we step out of our comfort zones into something we suck at so of course this week it was my turn and i picked tools <laughs> I love it. Because that's definitely something I am not good at. Not and in your wheelhouse. Huh? Guess right. who is good at it? My husband, Cody. Nice. Is like tool man Taylor over there. <laughs> and so I was brainstorming with him. What should I do for amateur hour? And we started talking and came to the conclusion that he has an abundance of tools yes. in his tool shed that I probably don't know the names of. And right. that would be fun. We should make a test, right? <laughs> 
And isn't that always the funniest conversation with yeah. your spouse? It's like, hey, what do I suck at? Yeah, that's And they fun. get to go, oh, I know. Oh, the oh, one I, thing let that we've learned you. on the last few episodes <laughs> with this segment, I think, is that our spouses are <laughs> hyper aware yeah, of what sure. these things are yeah. and are very, in some cases, over eager oh. to yeah. point this out to us. Weirdly precise. Well, he so graciously gathered this plethora of tools, spread them out last night on our living room floor. I think he was actually really enjoying it at oh, this I'm point. Sure. He made a list of all the tools. He let me see the list before he put them out. He's like, okay, mm. I'm going to let you look at this, but then I'm going to cut it all up and tape it to the tools like upside down. Ah, so this is like a game of like, is it like yeah. matching? Kind, kind of, of like match but, the... but it was already like on. So I didn't have the list by the time ah, I went to identify okay. them. Yeah. Yes. You just had to identify it straight up. Like right. Fill just, in the blank style. Right. I got to look at it once. And then after that, so that could be difficult. It it was. It was like, challenging. I, I'm not necessarily like a Cody type in terms of tools. Yeah. I tend to use made up names for the tools. Right. Sure. Yeah. So like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Like that's the twisty turny thing. <laughs> right. Or yeah. the loosey goosey one. Like, yeah. yeah. So the awesome. actual like formal name of a tool. Yes. That's it's, a challenge. It's a lot something. of doohickeys and ring-a-dings. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. So we started this fun game and I have to say I did better than I thought I would mm. at first, especially. I went for the easy ones at first, uh, like yeah, flathead yeah. screwdriver. Nice. Okay. Phillips head screwdriver. Killing yeah, it. I'm so good. There you go. Got the screwdrivers. Like, that's a saw. Nailed like, it. <laughs> that's a saw. That's a saw. And I that, love that is, let's see, what were the other easy ones? There was a foot pedal that was in the shape of a foot, literally. And that one was pretty easy. <laughs> that's cool. I like that. <laughs> but then there were plenty of, uh, I have no ideas. Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> so, okay, there's this thing that looks like a dentist tool. It's got a big, sharp, pointy thing on the end. Okay, it plugs into something. Oh, that looks like it goes on a battery terminal or some sort of electrical thing. It really does look like a scary dentist tool. It's very sharp on the end. Yeah, any guesses? Um, scary, pointy, sharp battery thing. That's close. I think that was a <laughs> strong contender for the bag. It's a test lot. There were lots of sockets and oh, no. different kinds of wrenches. There was a crescent wrench and a regular wrench. The crescent wrench did not look like I thought it would look. I thought it would look more like the moon, and it did not. <laughs> See, even so, I'm only aware of the monkey wrench variety. Okay, so there was no monkey wrench. There was a pipe wrench, and I did know that one somehow. I don't know how. Wow. That's um, impressive. There was a pipe wrench. Do you feel was... like you did a little bit better at this test than you would have yeah. two years ago? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so just through Cody, osmosis, yes. you're, you've you're absorbed getting... some of these. Yes, yeah. because one of the tools that we used, I was like, oh, I remember when you used that on the boat, because before <laughs> you bought this tool, you spent an hour cursing existence. Uh, like, yeah. <laughs> so not, now some of the cursing, tools but... have like a story. Yes, and That's I cool. knew what that one was because I was there to experience it with him. And this when reminds me so great. much of like taking a test in high school. Yeah. Like you create these like story devices yeah. or things to help yes. you remember things. It's so like true. You have memories attached to certain things like to help you remember the list or fill exactly. in the blanks. This is the cursed boat tool. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. No, it was actually the blessed boat tool. Like we tried solver. everything else uh, and we finally fixed it. Literally. Yeah. Like we tried for hours and literally bought that tool and it was like Geek! better. It was all right. Better. Nice. It was amazing. You just have the right tool. Right. And I understand yeah. now the fascination with the right tool because it was just like uh, the right tool for the job makes everything so much easier. So I could true. easily see you being a tool person. <laughs> like this, the is, full this belt. is the gateway. Yeah. Into a whole new world. Kara's going to have like an everyday carry kit I, yeah. of like <laughs> 30 oh, you need me wrenches. to fix that for you? Yeah. We're yeah. going to be doing the podcast some week and like a microphone's going to break. We're going to be like, oh no, how do we fit? And Kara's just going to pull something out of her pocket. Kara's like, going to be like WD-40 in the background. <laughs> 
I got the perfect tool for this. Like, yeah. Exactly. I love this. So yeah, it was actually pretty fun. I was a little nervous about it, but once we started going and then it was cool because as I would do it, I would say and guess what it was and it would be like, no, that's not. Okay, this looks like a giant bobby pin. <laughs> you're off the right start. Okay. Then I would be like, so what does it do? And yeah. Cody would then explain to me, okay, well, you use this to do this and it does these uh, things. And I was like, well, that's kind of cool. Think of like a receiver hitch on a truck that, that goes in like where the ball is for a trailer and there's a pin that keeps that from falling out and then the cotter pin goes into the pin to keep the pin itself from falling. Yes. It really is like a giant bobby pin, but for tools but then at the end we came back and he was like okay so what'd you learn and i like had to go through all the tools and like well this one does this and this one does this and he was actually i think really enjoyed it he's like cool really enjoyed me stepping into his world for a little bit yeah, and him yeah. teaching me some of that because normally i'm just like the what the other day he asked me for some pliers and i was like um <laughs> but the good thing is i remembered what they were this time uh-huh, see, yeah. see nice. he asked me and i was like these were the things you asked me for yay good job i don't feel too bad about that but i definitely there's a lot i didn't know and this was one good way to teach you about my tool that you wanted to learn thank you very much mr tool master i love that. it is really fun when you have something that you're into or that is a passion of yours and you can share that with someone yeah. else in a genuine way yeah. yeah like i think we've probably all been there and so often i think with like spouses you don't care about anyone else in the world more than this person right yeah. and you're talking about like a thing that you super care about mm-hmm. yes and so when the person that you most care about shows interest in the thing that you care about yeah that's a big win. It yeah. feels really good. It really does. And it also allows you to experience their expertise in this area that right. you know nothing about. You can appreciate right. that. Yeah. And you could be like, you know a lot of things about all of these tools. <laughs> he knows so many things. This is so impressive. This is amazing. You know how to use all of these. And right. I'm just trying to figure out what they're called. So <laughs> Yeah. I'm now extremely jealous of Kara and Cody's relationship now as Aww. two people who both can identify tools. <laughs> because You're I exist knowledge. in a household where... Neither of us zero out of two tools. <laughs> so it'll be like hey, pinchy things. <laughs> and then what? I need the pinchy thing. Yeah, no, wrong pinchy thing. Wrong one. <laughs> the other, other, other pinchy thing. Pinchy claspy one with the rubber handle. Yeah. <laughs> the blue one. And people yes. outside are like, what are they doing? <laughs> yes, yes. That's Do you have a guess right. on what your final grade would have been? Uh, like approximately yeah. how many you got correct? Oh gosh. I'd probably give myself a C. Maybe maybe a solid C, maybe a C minus. I mean, that's pretty good. Like, if you got seventy percent of them yeah. right, like maybe that is yeah. way better than passes. Done. Maybe yeah. it wasn't that high though. I have to ask him. It might be lower than yeah. that. But I thought I did better. I would have gotten an F for <laughs> sure. Oh, dude, same. Yeah, I did better than I thought I would. I so. would trust Kara handing me tools just because of this like osmosis that's been occurring. Right. Oh yeah. yeah. Over the last, like, oh yeah. Otherwise, no. If I was married to Cody, maybe I would have gotten seventy percent of them right. Too, Anson but. and I would both be better men had we been married to Cody. <laughs> No yes. doubt. For sure. <laughs> Most kids aren't carrying around star bits. Maybe star burst. Not star bits. No star bits. Very nice. Well, I do want to meet the fourth grader that is carrying around the star bit. Yes, because you would be friends. Yo, what's up? It's Logan, and I am the Fortnite player and Twitch streamer known as Josh's mom. Fortnite is the greatest game ever created, and no other game can reach its caliber. I'm one of the best 12-year-old Fortnite players of all time. I have sick gameplay and godly aim, and you can watch me mow down legions of casuals. I have all the year one skins, and I absolutely body Josh every time he tries to build anything, because he plays like a default. If you want, I'll even make you a mod of my Twitch chat. I love to interact with my community, but I also have, like, over 10,000 viewers, so please be patient. Sub to my channel at Twitch.tv slash Josh's mom. It's time 
for time travel. Time. It's time now for time travel. Time where we go back in time to mm. a different time <laughs> yes. to figure out what the heck was going on at that time. <laughs> uh, I found a Facebook post. Around 2005, 2006, mm-hmm. okay. Facebook was brand new. Facebook groups were brand new. Ah. And so, of course, we had to come up with groups, even though we didn't really have like actual reasons to create sure. groups. <laughs> Nowadays, there's actual groups that have intention behind them. Yeah. Like we share a common interest. We should be in a group about that. Yeah. yeah. Back then it was like me and my 12 buddies need a reason to make a group. Right. Right. So yeah. what's it going to be? <laughs> And you come up with 10 really dumb ideas. Right. One of the really dumb ideas that we came up with, maybe the dumbest idea that we came up with, is the single males directory. Oh, oh no. my gosh. Now, when you're a freshman in college, there is no <laughs> attribute that is more important for a person than your relationship status. Right. Mm. Of course. And Facebook coming out and highlighting your relationship oh status my gosh. just step this up to a whole new level, yeah. right? <laughs> Either you're single, you're in a relationship. People who didn't want to admit that they were single put it's, it's complicated. complicated. If you're messy, it's complicated. <laughs> yeah. right. Back yeah. then, it wasn't even if you were messy. It's just like, I don't right. want to put that I'm single yeah. because that's embarrassing. You're going to be brooding. Oh, so I'm just yeah. going to put it's complicated to like, I... no, Derek, it's not complicated you're at all. You're just single. You have no one in your life. Right. But I'm going to put it's complicated because it's a funny joke, haha. Yeah. And then you weep in your dorm room later. <laughs> it's complicated because <laughs> you don't you're shave so your neck, Derek. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, Anyway, so we created a group called the Single Males Directory to get from single to in a relationship. Uh, Did we think this would actually work? (laughs) I don't know. I have questions about our thought process in this. So do I. But nevertheless, we created (laughs) a Single Males Directory. And I was not involved in creating the group, but I inherited it. Because here's the uh, thing. When you left the Single Males Directory, it was uh, worthy of celebration. Right. Yeah. So we had the former president of the Single Males Directory. (laughs) This is a very formalized structure. It actually was. Not surprised here. I don't even remember the name of the guy who created this group, but he created the group invited like every college freshman boy uh-huh. into the group we all accepted it of so course. basically of course. all of us were in there it yeah. was huge this was not just like 10 or 20 people wow this is like literally the entire freshman class oh my was, like, in the single male start because none of us had girlfriends right sure yeah when every once in a while one of us would find that special someone yeah we'd hold this celebration for them yeah. oh as goodness. they would leave the group wow somehow i got assigned the line of secession the, the mantle of the presidency <laughs> Oh my. Of the single male. That makes group. you like the king of all the single. The deals. king of the singles. Right. And I'm not sure if that's a good thing. No, it's not. <laughs> so the post in question that I actually found was a post that I made to the single males directory in my capacity as president. I'm so excited oh for this. Oh my gosh. I got a direct message from a girl who said, I have a friend of mine who I am wanting to set up on a blind date. She said, I am in need of applications. And this is her words, not mine. Okay. So the the girls aren't getting off the hook here. Okay. They (laughs) were playing right along with us in this whole game thing that we had going on. Yeah. And she said, I I need a couple of applications from people in the single males directory so that I can find the perfect person to send on a blind date with my friend. Wow. So I posted this post to the single males directory. Single males, now is your chance to find that special someone. (laughs) 
X is taking applications. All you have to do is fill out these questions that she sent over and send them back to her. Oh my god! And then she's going to select someone to go out on this blind date. Okay. So I don't know how many we actually got. I do know that I did not fill out this application. Right. <laughs> so at the same time that I was like, do it. You should do yeah. this. I was like, yeah, no, yeah, I'm no, a I didn't want to give up the throne. Yeah, you had too much that power. Maybe that's what it was. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah. Your class was a big fan of bureaucracy and paperwork. It's <laughs> so. very funny to me. Yeah. That, that's so this, filling out formal blind date applications. Yeah. That's like, really funny. That's something. I mean, oh my God. It's kind of like an early form of online dating, but. Yeah, that's true. It's kind of like a I DIY mean, online dating. There you go. I like. What year did you graduate? Uh, 2008. I like the idea that the class of 2008 running things is the reason why I have to fill out forms for everything. <laughs> it's like you guys were like, ooh, the dating thing works ooh. so well. Let's make more forms for stuff. <laughs> uh, see, I don't know that we actually created forms for other things, though. Like, uh, yeah, there was a pretty that. singular focus just on romance. finding a woman. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> cool. That's all we cared about. Like, yeah. Just find somebody just to help me not be so weird. lonely. <laughs> Uh, That's amazing. So oh I did go back and look. These were all in like the fall of 2005, okay. where I was the okay, president okay. of the single males directory. In January of 2006, my what would it be called? Resigning? Yeah, resigning. Oh, my yeah. resignation yeah. letter. <gasps> Ooh, uh, so I fun. did write a resignation letter oh, and that's awesome. nominated someone else as president of the single males directory that's, as I started dating Dree in January so of 2006. the person that you left the presidency for was the person you ended up marrying. It's true. That's that, cool. That's probably the best ending that that story yes. could have. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> I left good. it behind for something far better. For a lifetime of marriage and happiness. Aww. That's right. Very cool. And I, I honestly don't know what became of the single males directory after that I, point. I was wondering about the blind date. Yeah, I don't know who won that. I don't know yeah. how long it carried on after I left <laughs> wow. it alone. Yeah. As far as I know, there could still be a single male's oh, directory. I have never, I never day. heard of it in my time there. <laughs> there it were plenty probably of other... dwindled out. Oh I don't gosh. know. Maybe to this day, there's some guy on Facebook who Maybe. is, you know, king of the singles. I'm still going to carry this banner on, and he's <laughs> it's still like, it's like a Burger King still crown. searching for someone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's three members. All yeah. these years later, <laughs> yeah. poor guy. Without much further ado, I give you the word of the week. And now it is time for the word of the week. It's like a perspective potluck, but with words and ideas instead of jello salad. <laughs> you know how sometimes you say something that gives me a food craving? Yeah. This is not that week. That's true. See, jello salad. Sometimes it's better just to have a conversation about a word yeah. instead <laughs> of having to brave the potluck. <laughs> Yeah, there are definitely go to things at the potluck and things that you stay away from. Jello salad at the potluck. Karen, why did you even bring this? <laughs> exactly. You know, you're bringing this home for your kids. Oh, Much man. in the same way that with our word of the week, there are some words that maybe we're more excited to dive mm. into and take a bite out of than others. <laughs> yes. So tell me, how are you guys feeling about the word perseverance? Is this a cheesy <sighs> potatoes word or is this a jello salad this word to you? Jello salad. With carrots in it. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Carrots and spam. Oh, yeah. really? Someone put spam in Jello salad. That gets even right, worse. I assume you could. That's if you're oh. already going down the dark path of carrots. That's well, yeah, me that's dark. fair. Yeah. That is really dark. dark. Okay, okay, so explain to me why is perseverance a Jello salad word? Uh, okay, my gut reaction to it, honestly, is. Ugh, but I'm so tired. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. equals like all of humanity in 2020. Yes. Yeah. It kind of feels like someone just saying to me. 
suck it up and stop whining. Uh, yeah. Right. The, and then the response is, but I don't want it. Yes. Like, yeah. And it has the option. Like it usually has the opposite effect on me. It makes uh, me want to like fall yeah. down like sadness in the movie inside out. Like right. I don't feel good. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So that's my gut reaction. So perseverance is not like a motivational word to you. It's, no. it's demotivational if anything. Yeah. yeah. In the sense that if someone's telling me to persevere, like uh, you just persevere. Oh uh, yeah. Then I'm like, no. You see it as like no, outside. Thank you. <laughs> it's one of those like encouragement and air quote kind yes. of things. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. <laughs> I think of it kind of along those same veins. I watched the documentary from National Geographic. It's on Disney Plus right now for everyone who has that. It's called Free Solo. Mm-hmm. And it's this really cool guy who climbs freaking mountains without ropes or anything what? attached to it. And why? I, <laughs> you can. He's a cool guy who does dude stuff. Like he's just <laughs> okay, climbing okay. without it. It's yeah. Oh my. But the entire documentary follows him climbing El Capitan. Oh, and I almost okay. called it the Apple background mountain. <laughs> but it's, Basically. It's El Capitan. When I think of perseverance, I think of him doing something that I 100,000% could never do. Mm. So therefore, I think perseverance is one of those traits that it's kind of like this conceptual thing that I know I should strive for it or maybe I should have it by now. But yeah. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> right. So it's a negative in my mind because it's one of those unattainable words. Yeah. Oh, I, I think, you know, those good. motivational posters from like two yes. decades yeah. ago that <laughs> people would put up and now are basically just memes for yeah. things. Yes. Like if you had a perseverance poster, yeah. like the person climbing the mountain is, the yeah. one. is probably yeah. the picture that's going to show up on the perseverance yeah. poster yep. or someone like crossing the finish line of a race or, yes. you know, doing some feat of physical performance. Right. Yes. Right. And I mentioned at the top of the show, this idea of the Nike commercial, oh, yeah. Yeah. this kind of like glamorized sweat. That's what I think of when I think yeah. of perseverance. It's is all this, the Olympic commercials. Right. Like, right. But here's the thing. When you think about those people, like the dude climbing the mountain or the Olympian completing the marathon, these are highly, highly skilled, talented, well-trained people doing these things. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yes, we see them as feats of perseverance. And I'm not trying to diminish the feats that they have accomplished. Like they obviously had to train to get to the point to be able to do it with the excellence that they do it at. And that is clearly a feat of perseverance. Yes. And yet it kind of gives us this idea that perseverance is this really glamorous thing where Mm -hmm. you get featured in a documentary because you can do these really (laughs) special things. As someone who has actually run a marathon, I can jump in with personal experience and say, yeah, that's not it for most people. <laughs> right on, yeah. Like yeah. most people, that's not what perseverance looks like. Oh, gosh, yeah. I certainly thought at various points in the past, like I would never be able to run 26 miles. That's insane. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right. There's no way I could ever do that. And I did like (laughs) i had this picture in my head of what the perseverance was going to look like like i knew it was going to get hard at mile 20 and i knew that like i was going to have to fight through it but i had this image in my head of like crossing the finish line and people clapping for me and getting my medal and everyone saying afterwards wow i could never do that and you did and that's (laughs) great right like how good that was going to make me feel and then i did the actual race i have this very distinct memory of getting to mile 19 and my calves starting to seize up and realizing what was happening. There's this thing in marathon running that's called the wall and you hit the wall. Mm. And when you hit the wall, no amount of mental fortitude is going to get you through the wall because it's a physical reaction that your body is having to not having enough stored glycogen. And so your body basically shuts down. It says like, we are no longer going to do this. Not open for business. We are no longer body. (laughs) And and you don't really have a choice in the matter. And I read enough about 
about that to recognize it happening at mile 19. Yeesh. And I mentally began to panic. I have to somehow cover seven miles of ground with my body shutting down. At this point now, mile 19, mile 20, mile 21, yeah. I'm half running, half walking, half stumbling. Like, man. And I came to this point where I so desperately wanted to be at the finish line, no longer in a I want the glory of finishing yeah. kind of way, mm -hmm. but in an utter desperation mm. kind of way right. of like, I cannot think of anything in the world I want more than for this to be over yeah. yes. because this is the worst experience of my entire oh. life. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like that is how it felt. Right. Yes. And that's what I associate the word perseverance mm -hmm. with now wow. having experienced that I yeah. no longer associate it with the glamorous Nike commercial. Yeah. I associate it with being so desperate for something to end that I would literally do anything yeah. mm. to have that happen. Right. If, right, right. if someone would have approached me at that point and said, give me a thousand dollars, give me this, like yeah. give up whatever in your life. Do, like, okay. Yes, absolutely. I'll anything to you remember want. that like, for your next race. Like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Isaac's going to be standing there at mile 20. Like, Hey, You're gonna, so, hey pop hey. up out of the bush. How, How you doing, doing buddy? Uh, money, please. Money, please. Yes. Money, please. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was like utter desperation yeah. feeling. That's a good way and to I put it. And I had never felt that in my life before. There was no Nike commercial getting made at that point. Right. No, no one would have looked at me and been like, wow, that's really inspiring. Yeah. Like <laughs> no one was thinking that looking at me. Yeah. I wasn't thinking that in that moment. I guess you could go back and romanticize that later on and be like, I fell down and I got back up and I kept putting one foot in front of the other and we can turn it into this romantic thing. Right. But it was really weird for me when I finished and crossed the finish line and people were like, that was incredible. I'm so proud of you. Like no one else can say that they did that, but you did it and you yeah. completed it. Mm -hmm. I did not feel victorious. No, like, there right. was nothing victorious about that mm -hmm. perseverance. It was yeah. about survival. Yeah, it's just over. And that's yeah. all you cared about. Thank goodness it was over. <laughs> right. So that's something that maybe we miss sometimes when it comes to perseverance. Mm. We think about it in terms of like grand victory. Right. Yeah. When true perseverance, I think, is much more about surviving. Yeah. Oh. I'm still alive. Yeah. And that's enough victory for me. In some ways, that's kind of a relief because one reason I think I don't like the idea of perseverance is because I feel like if I'm doing perseverance right, it will look good and I will feel good about it mm -hmm. and it will be glamorous. Maybe that's right. the way yeah. to put it. And so there is almost a little bit of relief, even though there's also like, oh, bummer, it's got to <laughs> feel awful. Right. <laughs> but if it's feeling awful, that doesn't necessarily mean you're doing it wrong. It might mean you're doing it exactly right. Right. Yeah. Like, right. That's what perseverance means. You want to die, but you keep putting one foot in front of the other right. instead of laying down and saying, well, I'm out. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. kind of funny that we would have this idea. And I agree with you, by the way, because yeah. I've had the same thought that to do perseverance right means that it shouldn't be that hard. Right. But mm -hmm. it's like, have we read the, the definition of perseverance? <laughs> right. You yeah. cannot have perseverance without hardship. Right. right. There are things that we could do. We could remain committed to something. Yes. We can follow through on things that are 100 percent in our control. Right. But persevering is actually not something that's really up to us mm. because something outside of us, an obstacle, a right. difficulty, a hardship mm. has to occur for us to even have the option yeah. to persevere through it. Right? So, then, so then is it something that you can necessarily necessarily train for and practice for? Like, did your training for your marathon provide any extra boost for you mm. in that? Or was it more just something that you have to get everything you need for it in that moment? Yeah, I think both. Is there anything we can do to cultivate perseverance? Mm. Yeah, like, or question. is it just something that is 
naturally occurring. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what you're asking. Yeah. And I think my answer to that in the context of the marathon was both. On the one hand, I did spend a lot of time training mm-hmm. yeah. and I trained in perseverance at times. Yeah. Like I would do like a 20 mile training run. Right. And I would get to that point where I would go, all I want to do is give up and stop. Right. Yes. But I have to run a couple more miles. Yes. Yeah. And that was training me for when I got to the actual race and felt that same feeling. Yeah. Like I knew that feeling was coming. I didn't know that it was going to be as bad as it was. You had you knew the I, feeling was on its way, but you hadn't experienced that feeling to oh, that degree. Oh, yeah, that's yet. a good way to put right. it. Yeah. So, so yeah. I had experienced it to a lesser degree. Right. And I had kind of trained myself for that. And that is a big part of training for like long distance running or things yeah. like this is putting yourself in a position where mentally you want to stop and right. you have to practice mm. and cultivate the idea of persevering and continuing. Yeah. So I do think like creating a habit yeah. of persevering is yeah. something that we can do to help mm. us be better at perseverance. Yeah. But <laughs> our limits are not what we think they are. And I think this is true in a lot of areas. Yeah. And so I thought I was reaching my limits in training when it turns out I didn't actually. And I didn't find that out until the race. Yeah. And then I found out, oh, turns out my limits are (laughs) over here. Yeah. And this is an area that I've never pushed myself to before. And in that moment, I didn't really have a choice. Right. Like my my choices were I can lay down literally and just stop. And I don't know what the next thing would be. (laughs) Yeah. Take it. Because (laughs) even after I got done laying down, I'd probably have to get back up. Right. And and then what? Like, is someone going to come pick me up in a car? You're still going to have to move. Am I going to just wave until uh, someone and say I'm injured and I can't move and lie about it and like have someone. Right. You still have to get to the finish line on a mat. Like what? Yeah. I didn't really have a choice. I had to get to the finish line for it to be over. Yeah. Right. And so my only choice really was to keep going. Right. And so I could say, oh, that was all about perseverance. The real reason I had perseverance is because I had no other option. Perseverance was the only way to get it over with, to get it done. Yeah. And I think that perseverance is such a weird concept for me. And I hope I'm not alone in this. I might just be revealing myself to be a big weenie on the podcast. (laughs) But I think I'm very like pain and discomfort averse as a person. Uh, And I'm I'm naturally like, I know that it's like almost an attractive quality in people to be like, no, I'm I'll get a conflict out of the way. I love it. I'll head first into it. I am not that. I want harmony. So in every area of life where I think perseverance might be required, I think I naturally just as an aspect of my personality tend to avoid those things. Yeah. And I have in the past, like in very intense situations, physically, emotionally, whatever, I'm thankful for making on the other end of that opportunity because I learned more about myself and I learned Mm. more about what God can carry me through. And I think that's the thing where I viewed perseverance as something you get that helps you get through a bad situation quickly. Like it's the shortcut to climb this mountain, um, get across Mm. the finish line. Mm. What I think it actually is now that I've had to do it begrudgingly, I think is that it's a moment where I need to be here I cannot get myself here. (laughs) Hmm. How can I get there? You find that it's, in my experience, God carrying you there. You just can't get by on your own strength. Something else has to happen to Hmm. put put gas in your tank. I cut myself short anytime I've thought of perseverance as something to just like be a shortcut when Mm -hmm. it's not. Mm -hmm. I think it's a learning opportunity. When you think about getting from point A to point B, like perseverance is figuring out how to make that happen when it feels impossible. Yeah. Like, and there are no shortcuts to that. Yeah. You think about this in the context of like somebody losing a loved one and and the hardship that that is and saying like, I I lost my spouse or something, say like, how in the world do people walk through something like that? Mm. I have no idea. I've never experienced it. But I imagine they would say like, well, 
I went through because I didn't have any other option. Right. Yeah. what else there there was no out. Yeah. Yeah. So what else am I supposed to do? Right. And so in some cases we asked, wow, how did you persevere through that? I think the answer is like, because (laughs) there was no other choice. Yeah. Like, and and that's kind of what, what Mm. truly teaches us perseverance is when we're forced to walk through something. Cause None of us want hardship. Right. Like, no, I understand. Gonna... Like some of us are more conflict averse than others, or some are, you know, tougher physically than others, or whatever. And there are variations in those things. Sure. But none of us wants yeah. pain. No, right. and yeah. I, I think that's what separates perseverance from the idea of strength. Like we have this John Wayne mm-hmm. syndrome that we love to value in our culture, where it's this stalwart figure who doesn't show that they're going through all of this inner turmoil and they're making it through this horrible process. Yeah. And it's presented to us as a positive that they never had to ask for help, that they Mm, persevered. They never showed that it was hard. Right. When when the opposite is true is that Mm. it's not strength that's just surviving, right? right? Like it's getting Mm. through that. And I think that we've got that backwards. When you see people persevering and suffering through horrible stuff, when it's presented to us in the Bible, it's a big dramatic gesture of acknowledging Hmm. that you're going through something bad. Yeah. Right. If you talk about grief of losing a spouse, you look at Job ripping clothes and throwing dirt on yourself (laughs) and yelling. That is a conflict to everything I know about persevering as a dude growing up in America. Mm. My idea is like, Riding off and not talking to anyone. Yes. (laughs) Drinking that whisker. Breaking a horse in and, you know, like not (laughs) talking to anyone about it. Job's response wasn't, this is fine. Right. Yeah. There there was no, this is fine. It was perseverance was, I'm going to continue to trust God. Yeah. And that can't be understated either, how difficult that is. Yeah. yeah. But even in the midst of him trusting God, that doesn't mean that he never wavered in that at all. I mean, he spends entire chapters later in the book questioning why God would let these things happen to him. Right. And yet, he did say like, I will not curse God and die. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So like that defines perseverance, right? Yeah. Choosing not to curse God and die. Like, yeah. <laughs> right. Which is, that does not look good on a Nike shirt. Right. <laughs> it, it doesn't sound as motivational as we make it out to be. No. And but yet that's kind of the bar, right? It's, sure. like, it's continuing to say like, God, yeah. I have no idea what's going on here and why, mm. but I, I, I trust that you do. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. I think that is exactly what you're saying. I keep coming back to about this. I think perseverance has to look good and feel good and it has to look this certain way. Acknowledging the hard thing is actually one of the best ways to persevere, Mm -hmm. to acknowledge that this is hard. I don't want to do this. I don't know how to do this. I cannot do this alone. And then gaining the support that you need from those around you, from God, you have to almost acknowledge it in order to persevere. Right. Right. I think it's a necessary ingredient. I think it is too. I love this quote that I saw from uh, Teddy Roosevelt. It said courage, or I think you could put the word perseverance in there Mm -hmm. is not having the strength to go on. It's going on when you don't have the strength. 100%. Yes. And so when you recognize I have nothing left and yet I've got to go on, it's that reliance on God and that trust in him to say like, you're going to have to carry me right. literally yes. through this yes. because the strength is gone and me like not by my own strength. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Kara, what you said about like acknowledging the pain and sort of reaching out for help. Mm-hmm. I was talking to a friend this morning about in Jewish culture, they have something in the grieving process. It's sitting Shiva, yes. which I learned about today. It's and amazing. please be patient with me as I maybe <laughs> get some of it wrong. But the basic idea is that when people know that you've experienced loss in this community, 
They come to your house and they sit with you. It's a time where they take care of your basic needs of food. Sometimes they'll work at your business for you, but Mm. they do not initiate conversation until you do. Mm. They're not there to talk to you. They're there to physically be a presence because they know that going through horrible grief, you can't say anything to magically take it away. You can only sit there with them in that as support while they're persevering through that. And that's just such a cool picture of supporting people while they're going Mm -hmm. through something, Mm -hmm. knowing that you can't do it alone. But you you have to be receptive of that, though. Mm. I think that that's counterintuitive to how I think, Kara, like we all look at it of, oh, yeah, I I can do it. I got it. I'm fine. (laughs) And we know that because that's our culture. We we don't know how to handle someone in the middle of their perseverance process. We don't know how to deal with them. That's really good, Isaac. I really like what you're saying there about this example of like how to support people in the midst of their trials and persevering moments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think if you take that to say like Job losing his family members yeah. and someone like walks through that for a span of a couple of years, if you were to go to that person and then be like, Hey man, I don't know how you walked through that, but you did it <laughs> way to go. I'm yeah. just I'm so impressed by your strength Ooh. and your courage and how you managed to walk through that. Man. I think when people are walking through that experience and they hear that they kind of go, Okay. Like, (laughs) thank you, I guess, for trying to encourage me, but I don't feel like I've been courageous or strong or any of that. Like, I feel like I've been dying. Right. Mm -hmm. And so being congratulated for feeling like I've been dying is weird and doesn't make a lot of sense, you know? And so when we're talking about supporting people through a persevering experience. Mm -hmm. I think what you're talking about of like coming alongside them and being present with them in the middle of that. When I'm running the marathon, people on the side of the road going, yeah, keep going. You can make it. It's almost there and only a couple more miles to go. You're getting closer. Like that's what I needed in that moment. Yeah. Or like even a moment where I literally was trying to run up a hill Mm -hmm. with a couple miles to go and my calves gave out and I fell down. Someone literally came over and put their hands under my armpits and pulled me back up and kind of shoved me in the direction of the finish line. Knowing that if you stayed there alone, you were toast. Right. Like if I couldn't get back up, I wasn't going to finish. Right. So not on my own strength, someone coming over, pulling you up and saying, I don't even know if it was, you can do this. Like it was was just, it's just a, keep going. Yeah. Like don't yeah. stop. Don't yeah. Right. Yeah. Just put another foot in front of the other. Or yeah. you see these people at the ends of marathons where their body just totally gives out yeah. and they collapse a few hundred feet from the finish line and they literally can't get to their yeah. feet Ugh. and people stopping and getting a slower time for themselves to and put they, their arms around yeah. these people and literally Limp carry them, them across the finish line. <laughs> yeah. Like you want to cry. <laughs> that's the type of support people need when they're going through yes. things like this that are far right. more serious than mm. your physical body giving out during a marathon. Yeah. Yeah. If you've lost someone, if you're going through an incredibly difficult period, you need someone to come alongside you and help carry you. Yeah. You don't yeah. need someone congratulating you on a job well done. No. Right. Because right? it's not about a job well done. Was, I didn't want to have this job in the first place. Right. Right? Yeah. right. I'm trying to survive this. I don't want to have to survive this. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, don't make it seem like I'm so strong and I'm so much stronger than everybody right. else because then I feel the pressure to yeah. be strong. Right. Yeah. And, it, and it's like, it very clearly wasn't about my own strength. Like, I'm, right. I recognize right. that. So, I don't need yeah. you to pretend like it was either. Yes. Let's all just acknowledge I didn't have the strength. Right. And mm. I'm going to be relying on God and others to carry me through it. And I think that's where I'm having to 
change my image of perseverance and not look at hardship and suffering as something to be quickly overcome by my own strength. Mm. It's not something to be conquered and win. It's something that you say to your network of people, because that's what we're designed here to do, to be picked up. Mm. It gives that person an opportunity to be blessed by picking you up because Mm. that makes that person feel good. They get to know, hey, I picked this random lanky dude up on this marathon in Little Rock. (laughs) That was kind of (laughs) cool because that helps them. And that also has clearly impacted you because you got to have that living example of someone coming up and physically lifting you. That's Yeah, it's amazing. And, And I think that when we try to tackle things on our own, and have the Ike version of Persevere where it's just the John Wayne experience. Yeah. We rob ourselves of being supported. Mm. We rob ourselves of the experience of crying out to God, that big dramatic gesture of mm. lamenting. Lamenting doesn't happen in this beautiful wheat field in a bathrobe yeah. where you're like, God, I'm so tired. <laughs> it's like on the bathroom floor at 2 a.m. saying, Ugh. why is this happening? Or in the car yelling at the steering wheel. And that's when you need your support team. That's when you need to actually persevere mm. the correct way. <laughs> Absolutely. Perseverance, obviously, is something that, as we've discussed, is not necessarily this glamorous strength thing yeah. that you just pull out from within yourself. and many cases it comes from outside of yourself but is there anything that we can do to cultivate Mm. perseverance or to help us to be more prepared to persevere Mm. in times that we are going to need it Mm -hmm. so it feels Mm -hmm. like we've kind of already covered one of those things which is what you just said isaac Mm -hmm. opening ourselves up to others and allowing them to help carry us through those moments so i think vulnerability is probably a big one to say like yes when i am find myself in those tough situations i want to be vulnerable so that other people can see that i'm struggling and they have the opportunity to come alongside me Mm -hmm. and to carry me through a group activity right yeah Is, is there anything else that we can do to kind of say, all right, this will help us to cultivate perseverance Mm. for those times where we might face it in the future. I think another one would be basically being comfortable putting ourselves in positions where we're stretched a little bit Mm -hmm. and be that as simple as pushing ourselves physically, but also pushing ourselves in uncomfortable situations in every area of life. Again, Mm. I'm Captain Comfort over here. Like (laughs) the slippers are on, you know, but maybe taking that off and trying to stretch ourselves and get out of our comfort zone where Mm. we seem like we're running the ship by our own strength. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. And and there are times I think where we can push ourselves too far. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like to take the running metaphor, you could get injured and try Mm. to keep running while you're injured and when you should actually stop. Right. Yeah. Right. And so it is, it is possible to, to overdo it. Yeah. But I think also, like we mentioned before, sometimes our limits are further out than we think they are mm-hmm. because yes. we like being comfortable. I'm not necessarily recommending that every person run a marathon. I will say it was one of the most informative and educational experiences of my life. Right. Mm. Putting myself in a position where I got to that desperate point and mm. learned what true perseverance really is, was immensely valuable Mm. to me. Knowing who you are, like when that fight or flight kicks in is mm. valuable. I don't know that there's a negative to either side of that, but knowing at least having experienced that like once you need to know that about yourself. Yeah, I think think if there's something that you could do to put yourself in a position to stretch yourself and to experience what feeling like you're at the very limits Mm -hmm. of who you are physically or Mm. like, I think there can be value in that the very least so that you can better empathize with other people who find themselves in that place. That's a good one. I think another thing that we can do that could really help with perseverance is having definition of purpose. 
it's much easier to stick with something when your why is strong enough. Yeah. Yes. So if you know the purpose behind the suffering that you're walking through, that makes the suffering just a little bit more bearable. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like in the, in the case of running a marathon, like I knew what the why was like, I, right. and, and there's the short term why of like finishing a, a marathon yeah. and, and the feeling of accomplishment that comes with that. The long term why for me is I run because when I'm in my sixties and seventies, I want to be a mobile person. Right. Like mm. I want to be able to yeah. travel. I want to be able to do things with my wife. I want to mm. be physically active. That's mm-hmm. good. I don't want to be tied to a cane or a wheelchair when I'm 70 years old. Right. And a lot of that's outside of my control. But one thing that I could do right. that could give me a better shot at that is being physically active. Right. Mm. And so the like core kind of why underneath all of the exercise that I'm doing mm. is this long-term vision. And if I have that in place, it makes each training run, each effort a little bit easier because yeah. I know I have this North star kind of behind what I'm doing. Right. Hmm. I think that's great. I, another example I think of with that is <laughs> I've obviously never done it, but uh, childbirth, I love to watch the show called midwife. And so I <laughs> see quite a bit of it and it sounds very much like what you've explained Anson of that sense of like desperation mm-hmm. that you get to in this show that you watch, but you also hear it from women who have been there. You get to this point where you're like, I cannot do this. I've been in that room a few yes, times. You have. And I have seen that yeah. three times. Yeah. And it's crazy. But what gets them through that is the purpose. Right. There's there's two things I think going on there. One would be that definition of purpose. Right. Like I'm bringing a baby into the world. Right. That's a big deal. Right. And so you keep your eye on the North Star. And then the other thing that really helps is definition of plan. Mm. So definition of purpose and then definition of plan. Yeah. Yeah. Why do I want to get from point A to point B? And how am I going to get from point A to point B? The Mm. more clear of a plan that you have, Mm. the easier it is to complete that journey. It doesn't mean that the plan isn't going to need to be adapted or it's not ever going to fall apart because that happens a lot. But when you have a bit of a plan, it's so much easier to get there than without one. So like people come up with a birth birth plan, plan, literally, right? right? This is what I'm going to need from this person if I get to this point, Mm -hmm. or I've already made this decision in advance if this scenario comes up Mm -hmm. so that I don't have to focus on trying to make that decision in the moment. Same thing with running a marathon. You make a plan of like, I'm going to run this part of the race at this pace. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take fuel at these times. I'm going to drink Gatorade at these times. You have a plan to help you get across the finish line and that's going to aid you. If Mm. you feel like you have no plan, that finish line just seems that much more impossible. You're like, Mm. I know it's out there somewhere on the horizon, Mm. but I have no idea how I'm going to get there. That makes it way harder to actually get from point A to point B. That's a good point. Hi, it's Josh. Logan is literally lying because he's actually the one still using a default skin. And the only way he ever gets anything good anyway is when his older brother plays on his account. Which I know he does because he's online while Logan was at school with me all the time. Also, Logan has never had more than two viewers at a time. Just me and his alt account. He's only ever even won like a couple times and only on squads. Also, if you could please report him because the username Josh's mom is really inappropriate and disrespectful. I don't think it's funny at all. That just about wraps up episode 60 of the Really Real podcast. So now, as is our tradition, instead of drawing a blank, we're going to fill one in in our desperate attempt to avoid ending the podcast on an awkward note. Here's our fill in the blank for this week. I'm not going to give up on blank. Wow. Hopefully our conversation on perseverance has inspired you 
to think about something that you don't want to give up on. Are you doing like one word with a short bio or one word? One word? <laughs> you know, if, if it takes another word or two to get your point across, you okay. can do that. Just try to keep it as short as possible. I'm saying it very I'm, fast. That works too. I'm not yeah. going to give up on. I'm going to say peace because mm. chasing peace in the year of 2020 feels like mm. a feat of endurance. Mm. I'm going to say vulnerability. Nice. If I want people to support me mm. in my journeys of perseverance, mm. it's got to start with the vulnerability to let people know that yep. I need that support. Not going to give up on. So the word that comes to mind is growth, which yeah. sounds too broad. I'm thinking of like growth yeah. in areas that I feel stuck in. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm not going to give up on trying. Yeah. Because like, we'd rather not. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. I'd, I'd rather give up on <laughs> yeah. growth. Like it yeah. makes sense to me. I want to so bad. I know. <laughs> so I know. Bad. So yeah, that, I guess that would be mine. Let's go get some. Y'all, I had a good burger the other day. Ooh. And that, that's been, it's been hitting the spot. Let's go get a double bacon cheeseburger. Oh my gosh, I'm so hungry. Get ready, <laughs> get ready arteries to persevere. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Really Real Podcast. Get more content or air your grievances in the Real FM Insiders Facebook group at realfm.online slash insiders. While you're there, be sure to leave a good review for the really handsome sounding announcer guy. Tune in next time to hear Anson, Kara, and Isaac say, Seems a shame to take this all apart. I want to use it to like teach Boy Scouts.